With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the wicked quick sports betting podcast. I am Jimmy Brown, and I am ready to tip off the sports betting week with plenty of great information for this Monday podcast. The chasers are out there in full force, and we've been digging up the best information to share right here on this quick and to-the-point podcast, and I really do appreciate the chasers. Chasers are basically uh, people I interact with on social media that chase down information, uh, and they share it with me right here, and I post it here, I share it here whenever I could. It doesn't matter if they share information or if they share picks, like uh, new chaser Steven with a PH he shared a pick over the weekend and I really do appreciate that and there's so much more for today so if you want to be a chaser and get on board just follow me at chasing ball game on Twitter or Facebook and you can get involved in the action let's get to the breakdown for today's show Here's the rundown. I'm going to start off with Major League Baseball and take a first look at the odds to win the World Series and talk to you about betting on baseball in general. College hoops. Now is the time to dive into all the madness that is college basketball during the month of March and February, of course. That is why every podcast from now until the championship will have some March uh, betting numbers as well as a pick against the spread, and we have more info for Monday. So stick around for that. And finally, We wrap up the podcast with one of the most popular segments, Betting the Buckets, the NBA segment, as we head into the All-Star break. We have a look at a new segment called What's News to Me? And then, of course, we're going beyond the box score. I have a calendar crunch that looks at games a bit differently today. And, of course, I will have a pick against a spread in the association for tonight. Chasing ball game, as always, blazing quick with more than one pick, so let's go. And before I dive into the rest of the news, don't worry, NFL fans. I'm putting together some great information for the offseason on Tom Brady, the NFL draft, free agents, you name it. And I'll have more information for tomorrow, so tune in on Tuesday. But right now, let's get to baseball and break open the baseball betting notebooks, people, because it's time to find all of the information that you need on the upcoming season. Pitchers and catchers report before you know it. We'll be talking about betting on baseball in there is a lot of opportunity to make money betting on baseball. First of all, there's a long season. And it's over the summer. Most people are taking vacations, taking breaks. So a lot of people really don't dive into betting on baseball because it could be a grind. And usually you spend all winter on football, college football and the NFL. And then, of course, if you're into basketball, March Madness and the NBA Finals, you need a break. And most people do that in the summer, and I can't blame them. It's always good to get a break. But sports books usually make less on baseball in general. Uh, they usually make a lot of money on everything. But When it comes to baseball, that's usually when they're a little more vulnerable because with this long season, not only is there time to hedge, but there's time to find more opportunity. Uh, You get a different type of betting that can provide a profit. So to me, betting on baseball is something that I love to do. I'm a big fan of baseball, and of course, I'm a big fan of betting, so I like to do it, and I think you should too. And with that in mind, let's take a look at the World Series future numbers. All of these numbers are provided by mybookie.ag which is not only a sponsor of our show here, but it's the number one sports books to bet on sports, at least in my humble opinion. 
The favorites to win the World Series are the Red Sox. You can get them at three to one, and the Chicago Cubs are also at three to one. Close behind, we got the Indians about five and a half to one, and the Dodgers eight to one. There is a lot to consider with all of these teams and all of these betting aspects. Look, if you followed the Red Sox and some of the changes they've done in the offseason, obviously they made the biggest splash, in my opinion, by acquiring Chris Sale because now they have a solid rotation. Sale, David Price, and, of course, uh, Cy Young Award winner uh, Porcello, Rick Porcello. So they have the pitching, but they have to get some help in that lineup with David Ortiz retiring. They're hoping Pablo Sandoval can come back. So there's no reason not to bet on the Red Sox, I'll say, is the favorite. They're the favorite for the reason. Same for the Chicago Cubs. A young team who's proven they can win it already. And there's no doubt in my mind that this is the kind of team that can have a dynasty. And then, of course, the Cleveland Indians, they came seemingly out of nowhere uh, last year. And they're going to be locked and loaded again. And, of course, the Dodgers, as long as they have uh, a strong pitching staff like they will, they will always be a part of it. But now is the chance for you to dig in and find out about these teams. Make your pick. Get into the game. Take a team that you like, bet on them now, and you'll have a chance to hedge along the way or bet more depending on what's going on. And I will talk to you every step of the way over the summer because I will be focusing on baseball as well as the other sports, of course. But I am looking for chasers who like Major League Baseball, who know their teams inside and out because it's going to be a long season and I need your input. So if you like Major League Baseball, whether you're betting on it or you're just a fan, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. Uh, who your team is, and then when I have questions, I'm going to reach out to you, and I'll feature you right here on the segment whenever I bring something up. But let's get to college basketball. I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you that college basketball would get good leading up to March Madness in the bracket selection show, and I was dead on. Upsets all over the place. Northwestern beat Wisconsin. Virginia Tech took down the highly ranked uh, Virginia Cavaliers in double overtime, and really it's only going to get better. So why upsets this time of year? Well, it's simple. Teams that are on the bubble are motivated to get that signature win. They know if they can get that signature win, it could be the difference between making the tournament or not. In conference play, to me, is a lot like divisional play in the NFL. Teams get extra motivated for this type of play because they know every single game matters in the standings. Northwestern game, perfect example of this uh, kind of scenario that I'm talking about. Northwestern had never been to the big dance, never been to March Madness, never been in the back brackets. They knew that a win over another ranked team like Wisconsin, although the Big Ten has had a down season, would almost lock them into the big dance. And I think they're locked in. I think they were probably going to get in before that win, but that win to me pretty much uh, signified they were going to be in. So while you have motivation from that standpoint, you get a team like the Badgers who, uh, sure, they're motivated to win, but they know they're in the big dance. The conference tournament hasn't started yet, so it's not easy for a team like that to get up for every single game down the stretch, especially when lesser teams like Northwestern are getting up to play them. So that's something you have to be concerned with uh, when betting on big favorites at this uh, time of year, especially on the road, especially in conference. And look, the Badgers got bigger problems. Their offense is inconsistent to me, which could be a big problem. But we'll talk about that when the brackets start pouring out. But that'll change during the conference tournament, and you'll see more teams play a bit differently when that starts. Now, the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee revealed its current top 16 seeds over the weekend. And what did I get from that reveal when they came out with that? I won't even call it a surprising kind of reveal, but nothing. I mean, this is obviously the NCAA and the television networks trying to get ratings, trying to milk the tournament for all it's worth, and I can't blame them. 
But from a handicapping standpoint, not much really stood out to me because in one month, everything can change. I mean, it's not like their top four were surprising Villanova, Kansas, Baylor, and Gonzaga. We get it. I mean, to me, if there was anything I, I grabbed out of this top 16, uh, the fact that 16 was Duke snuck in, no big deal. I, I, really nothing stood out to me. Maybe the fact that Gonzaga was called the number four seed, which overall would mean they're the weakest number one seed, could provide a little more Gonzaga motivation. I mean, this is a team who, oh, by the way, is the best in the country against the spread, which means they make some money for you if you bet on them. But they keep holding that disrespect moniker. They're using that as motivation heading into the tournament. They could also use that as motivation as they head into their conference tournament because they want to win, they want to play well. Overall, not much from it, but this is the time of year where you're going to get a lot of March Madness stuff, so get ready to absorb it. Speaking of that, let's get on to the pick. Plenty of smaller games all over the board tonight. I know you like to bet on the big teams and the televised games. I get it. But I urge you to look at some of those other games. To me, it's better for the tournament. Some of these smaller teams are going to make the tournament. And if you wait until the day of the tournament to try to figure out a lot about these teams, it might be too late because it's going to be overwhelming to try to handicap all of those games when the brackets are announced. But don't worry about it. I'll be here to help you out on the Chasing Ball Game podcast. But you'll get more value on those guys, on those games that don't get a lot of attention because the lines aren't as sharp. But I get it. You like the big ones, so I'm going to break down a big one for you tonight, the top four teams in action. But I'm going to go with Syracuse minus three over number four Louisville. Big game, obviously, in the ACC. few things to learn from this game, in my opinion. First, Pitt beat Cues over the weekend. By the way, on Friday I liked Pitt. Uh, talked about them, how they would probably win. Uh, but the Q's basically were looking ahead to this big game against Louisville, so they didn't really give it their full effort. Also, the Orange were not healthy in that game. Freshman guard uh, Tyus Battle was limited to 16 minutes, scored just two points against the Panthers because he was sick. So now they're coming home. It's a big game. They're off a loss, not to mention this is a tribute game for Syracuse. Former Syracuse center Fab Mello died Saturday in his native country of Brazil. Sad, sad story, but now it adds more emotion to an already emotional game. For as good as the Cardinals have been this season and seemingly forever, they struggle on the road. The Cardinals 5-12-1 against spread in the last 18 road games against the team with a home winning percentage of greater than 600. So they don't play as well on the road against good teams. And Syracuse, 7-0 against spread in the last seven home games. The home team, 7-2 against spread in the last nine meetings. And think about this. Syracuse is not close to being as highly ranked to Louisville, yet they're three-point favorite. That's the odds makers telling you that the play tonight is Syracuse. Give me the orange. Minus three is my college basketball pick of the night. Now it is time for betting the buckets, the NBA segment that is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag, great sports book, great management team, very simple. You go there, you win, and you get paid. Uh, with sportsbooks and, and being as volatile as they are in this market, you want to be with a place that pays and that pays fast, and that's mybookie.ag. Sign up right now. Use the promo code CHASER, C-H-A-S-E-R. Just tell them you are a chaser, and you will get an exclusive 100% bonus up to $3,000 to bet on basketball. Now, speaking of basketball, I have a new segment. It's called What's News to Me. I started this because I wanted to show you as a basketball fan or especially as someone trying to pick winners, that all, not all of the news you hear about is really news. As I mentioned, I listen to sports radio all the time, all day long, because I'm always trying to pick information to share with you guys on the, sh- on the show. And look, on Friday I mentioned building up to that game, Oklahoma City and Golden State and Durant, it was all about how will the fans react. 
That's all you'd hear about on the airwaves. How are the fans going to react? Are they going to boo or are they going to cheer? Then Saturday, they talked about the game. Sunday, they talked about the game. Even today, they're still talking about if he should have been booed or not. Should they wear cupcake t-shirts? Ugh. Look, what's news to me is just how dominant that Golden State has been in this series. Durant and the Warriors are now 3-0 and straight up and against the number against what Russell, Russell Westbrook, excuse me, that's huge. And not only are they winning, but they win by an average of 21 points per game. And they cover double-digit point spreads, 12 and 15, and then 8 at Oklahoma City, which means you're getting about 7, we'll say 5 to 7 point swing for playing at home and playing on the road. The final showdown of this season between these two teams takes place on Monday, March 20th in Oklahoma City. I think you're going to see that number of eight jump even higher because I think you're going to see everybody piling on Golden State. I think there's going to be value there in Oklahoma City. Not a pick yet, but if you're looking at news to me and you want to get the good stuff, and that is why it is not booze that you want to talk about, but the numbers instead that are important, and that is what's news to me. Let's go to Beyond the Box Score. Everyone's talking about the Warriors' thunder. I'm not. I'm off it. I'm going to look at a different game for Beyond the Box score and talk about the Knicks' improbable win over the Spurs on Sunday. And again, if we're talking what's news to me, all you've heard about was James Dolan and Phil Jackson and Oakley and everything for the last maybe even three weeks now. And I said, that's not the news. The real news is with everybody talking about this negative press surrounding the Knicks, they're going to get some value from the betting number because it's only going to get up. And that's exactly what happened. The Knicks beat the Spurs. And, and, uh, and that's amazing in itself that they beat the Spurs. But there was different things surrounding this game. First of all, they got a pregame visit from veterans who used to play on the Knicks, which kind of inspired them. But also they changed their lineup. They started Willie Hernan Gomez after going with Perzingis in a small lineup Friday. Lance Thomas returned after missing 14 games with a broken bone. Joe Kim Noah, he missed his fourth straight game with a sore left hamstring. Everything I'm reading says he's not going to play again for the break, and he shouldn't. But the Knicks are still the Knicks. The Knicks' wins was more of a motivation spot, in my opinion, to not have a winless homestand. The Knicks averted their first winless homestand of at least five games in franchise history. So think about that. The Knicks knew if they lost this game, they would lose every game at home on a five-game homestand. It would be the first time in Knicks history this had ever been done. You think they wanted to be in that boat? They didn't. So they played their hearts out. They did well. They deserved the win. To me, it shows that at this time of the year, motivation plays a big role with the All-Star break on deck. And with that in mind, let's get to the calendar crunch. I said it all last week. I'm going to say it again. The All-Star break is coming February 17th, February 22nd. Take some time off. There's only three days left of the NBA. Maybe focus on college uh, basketball. Maybe focus on baseball. Maybe just take a break. But for today, instead of the normal crunch, we're going to look at little mini crunches because we only have a few games left and motivation. For example, the Hawks, Celtics, Hornets, Mavericks join 11 other teams that end the first half of the season on the NBA highway. Only four teams will play on Thursday before the break, and both the Celtics and Pacers go into the break in a back-to-back game spot. Now, if you listened last week, you know I've been talking about the Pacers because they're playing five games in seven nights. So to me, they're going to be exceptionally vulnerable before the All-Star break. There's more than that, too. The Spurs end on a six-game road trip. Three games and four nights. So do the Kings, Pelicans, T-Wolves, and Celtics. Three games and four nights. So there's so much to watch as a, when you look at the calendar, when you're talking about the schedule. There's so much to watch even at this time of the season. So as always, keep an eye on the calendar so you don't get crunched. Now, under the pick against the spread, I lost on Saturday night with the Oklahoma City Thunder against the Warriors. But that was my only loss last week. I went 5-1 and one against the spread. I'm going to look to pick up where I left off with this pick. Give me... 
the Hornets minus eight over the Sixers. I know. I know what you're thinking. I'm an underdog player. Whenever possible, I try to post underdogs. I usually don't take a big favorite, but I really, really like this pick. Sixers are winning basketball games, and the Hornets are losing, and they're losing big time. How about eight of the last nine games they lost with the only win coming against the Nets? How about one and eight against the spread over that nine-game stretch? So why are they big chalk? Well, the Hornets have the motivation. Every team wants to go into a break on a good note, and they really have to win this ballgame. Plus, Nicholas Batoon, he was interviewed. Basically, him and Kemba Walker, the only guys playing any kind of basketball uh, for the Hornets. But he was talking Saturday night about this game tonight against Philadelphia, and he said, and I quote, we're going to win this game on Monday. We will. The reporter asked if it was a guarantee, and he said, yeah. Now, look. He went on to say some more things I'm pretty interested in. Like, if they don't win this game at home against the Sixers, they shouldn't be playing playoff basketball. They don't deserve to go in the playoffs. So I think when you get some leadership kind of kicking the team around a little bit, it inspires them. Plus, the Sixers, they're going through some stuff right now, right? Embiid is hurt, which is no big deal because Okafor has been playing well in his stay. The problem is Okafor is about to get traded. At least they're trying to. He sat out the game against the Heat, and Coach Brett Brown said Okafor could sit again if he's still a 76 on Monday night because they don't know if he's going to be traded or not. Not to mention Sixers playing their fourth game in six nights. Give me the Hornets as my pick of the night in the NBA. That will do it for Betting the Buckets, and that will do it for Chasing Ball Game Podcast. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out. We make it quick because we know your time is important, and I just want to get you the information and get you the picks and get you along the way. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio in case you miss an episode. It'll be right there or on iTunes. Join the fun and become a chaser. All you have to do to be featured right here on the Chasing Ball Game Podcast, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game, just like the latest chasers who have followed or shared information like the aforementioned Stephen with a PH, Charles Wean, and Warren Whitlock. I appreciate you guys. Welcome to the chase. Your turn is up. Share some info. I'll put it right here for the Tuesday show because it's all about sports betting fans and building an incredible community, and that is exactly what we are doing. Come back on Tuesday. I'm going to hit the hardwood again with another look at March Madness. I'm going to talk NBA with another betting the buckets, and I'm going to dive into the NFL, take an in-depth look at how Tom Brady will do next year and how you can bet on it. Until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.